In today's show, I'm looking ahead to what I'm watching for on Monday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Let's take a look ahead to Monday's action in the NBA. First game, we're going to take a look at the Lakers and the Knicks. We had big performances from Taylor Horton Tucker and Andre Drummond against the Nets. The Lakers have got a few guys still questionable with injuries. Kyle Kuzma is questionable. Wes Matthews is questionable. Marc Gasol is questionable. Not that Gasol will play anyway. But if we have Kuzma and Matthews out again, I'd look at Tucker, uh, Tucker. I'd look at Horton Tucker as a guy who's going to be valuable. 26, 26, and 34 minutes in the last three games. That 34 in a start last game was extra impressive. Um, so he could be a really interesting stream option for this game if we have Kuzma and Matthews out. Well, Drummond, you put some big numbers up against the Nets. He only played 22 minutes because it was a blowout, and he really just destroyed LaMarcus Aldridge in that game. Let's see what he looks like, and let's see what his minutes look like in this matchup. For the Knicks, Emmanuel quickly, we just don't know what to expect on a game-by-game basis for him in terms of minutes. He played 28 minutes last game after combining for 26 minutes in the two previous games. So make of that what you will. Really hard to judge him in terms of fantasy value because of two Bidot and his rotations, but quickly impressing that one. And Alec Burks had 30 minutes as well, while Reggie Bullock played 19. So if Burks gets 30 minutes tonight, he's a 12-team league guy. But of course, it's impossible for us to know that because he played 23, 20, and 15 in the three games prior to him playing 30 minutes because Tibbs' rotations are all over the shop, as you're well aware. Next game is the Sixers and the Mavs. Ben Simmons has been really disappointing, uh, especially over the last month or so. Field goal percentage down, assists down, everything down, really. I would have hoped that Joel Embiid returning would bump his numbers back up, and they have a little bit, but I want to watch to see what the hell is actually going on with Simmons in this offense. Well, Furkan Korkmaz had an absolutely massive game with Toby Harris out last game. Now, Harris is not on the injury report, nor the, no, neither is Danny Green, so they're both going to return on Monday. So Korkmaz, who is a 40% shooter over the last month or so from three, What's his role going to be? He's going to be absolutely nothing really for fantasy, but I think people would want to watch that because of that big explosion he had on Saturday. And uh, just uh, temper your expectations, I say, with Ferky. For the Mavs, Kristaps, Porzingis. It is a back-to-back for Dallas. Porzingis has been playing in back-to-back, so I imagine that he gets a go here, but we do want to watch that situation. And then also Tim Hardaway Jr., who did start the second half of the game uh, on Sunday, replacing Nicola Melli, who was replacing Maxi Kleber. So what's Hardaway's role going to be? Will he be a a 23-minute-a-night guy? Will he play 29 minutes? He really is just a points-and-threes streamer, but let's see what his role looks like, especially if Kleber is unavailable to play. The Spurs and the Magic, this is a back-to-back for both of these teams. The um, DeMar DeRozan, now Popovich said before the game on Sunday that, hey, we've really been pushing a lot of minutes into DeRozan. Maybe he needs to rest some. This is a back-to-back. Is this one of these games that DeRozan rests? I'd definitely be keeping an eye on that. While DeJounte Murray put up some pretty decent numbers against Dallas. Let's watch what he can do. The shooting numbers are always going to be inconsistent, I think, from Murray. That's always going to be part of the concern with his overall game. But racking up steals, assists have shown some improvement at times. Really strong rebounder. 
Let's keep an eye on uh, him there. Well, for the Magic, Mo Bamba was absolutely on fire on Sunday. One, two, three, four, five. Was also almost a team worst minus 25, but getting 20 minutes a night, he is a must roster player. Cutting into Wendell Carter Jr.'s upside there as well. So Bamba, let's watch what he can do as an encore to that big performance on Sunday. While Cole Anthony, we saw his minutes push up to 27. I guess there's some concern that he doesn't play the back-to-back here, but he's playing more minutes than Michael Carter-Williams, as he should, and he should be pushing into 12-team league discussions, and I'd be adding him just to see where this goes with him in there and the Magic. He should be playing 30 minutes a night really soon, would be my guess. The Nets and the Wolves. No LaMarcus Aldridge, no Kyrie Irving, no James Harden. What do we do with um, Nick Claxton? Do they go back to the uh, foolish well of playing DeAndre Jordan? Probably. Do they start DeAndre Jordan? Do they start Nick Claxton? I hope to God that they start Nick Claxton, but... Yeah, honestly, my uh, my faith and hope in that is is pretty is pretty down. But with those um, with those absences there, with Aldridge gone, I, I think there is a chance for Claxton to at least be a stream option. And again, with Irving and Harding out, the Shark Bruce Brown. Baby shark, he should be getting some pretty strong minutes here. Now, he's more of a steals and field goal percentage sort of a streamer, but occasionally he can have a big offensive performance. So at least there's something to see there. For the Wolves, Ricky Rubio um, continues to start ahead of D'Angelo Russell, but at the moment, they really aren't playing any minutes next to each other, which is impacting Rubio's upside. Now, he, he still yeah, had some pretty decent numbers, but I want to watch to see if he plays alongside D'Angelo Russell. And that Russell-Nazreed combination off the bench has been really damaging. Uh, Reed is also playing some minutes next to Carl Anthony Town, so I want to see what Naz Reed can do. Big numbers from him against the Bulls, but we know that centers in general have been able to put up good numbers against the Bulls for a really long time, and that nothing changed really in that game on Sunday. So there's Reed's performance against, again, against a Nets team that might be putting out DeAndre Jordan. Maybe there's another opportunity for him to put up some big numbers in this one. Next game we take a look at here is the Kings and the Pelicans. Tyrese Halliburton has been somewhat underwhelming. Over the last week or so, I'm still maintaining he's a 12-team league player. But a lot of the things that got us excited about him earlier on, the assists and the high shooting percentage and uh, yeah, a bit of a bump in usage, it has been dropping off somewhat. So let's watch that. He has been replaced in the starting lineup by Mo Harkless. That's not particularly working well, but it did work well for Harkless in the last game. He had two steals and two blocks. He played over 30 minutes. Now, if you get two steals and two blocks and play 30 minutes a night, you're a guaranteed 12-team league player. Now, I don't believe that he'll do that, but I also want to see how they use him, what his minutes look like, and what those defensive stats look like. For the Pelicans, with Lonzo Ball out, Najee Marshall has been starting the last couple of games, and he put up a really big performance against the Cavs on Sunday. I don't have too much faith in Marshall doing that again, but if Lonzo remains out, he'll probably get another start. Another opportunity to provide some stream value, especially for the deeper formats. While with Lonzo out, we've seen James Johnson push to 30 minutes yet again. He's a really excellent streamer for uh, steals and blocks. Occasionally brings his assists as well. If Lonzo does play, I think it just forces some of those minutes away from Johnson. But at the moment, even with Ingram and Zion back, with Lonzo out, it is helping James Johnson's value. The Wizards and the Jazz, I want to watch Daniel Gafford. How many minutes does Scotty Brooks give him? Um, how many? Um, how much do, does he decide to start him? Do we get those 10 bullshit minutes of Alex Len starting? Where does Gafford fit into that rotation alongside Robert, Robert Lopez? That is a huge thing for us to watch. Well, Denny Avdia continues to start. Um, Brad Beal is positive, so he should return. No, positive. He is probable, so he should be back in this one. And that will likely freeze Avdia out from getting much fantasy value. For the Jazz, no Mike Conley. He's resting. And Jordan Clarkson is doubtful. So will Mia Erne move into the starting lineup? Or will it be Joe Ingles? It'll almost definitely be Joe Ingles. But One is going to have a larger role. That could be a deeper league stream. And another deep league stream you can look at is Trent Forrest. Keep an eye on him. 
Well, Ingles is going to put up some pretty big numbers, I'd imagine, on Monday with both Conley and Clarkson unlikely to play. For the Bulls and the Grizzlies, this is a back-to-back for both of those teams. I'm always wanting to watch um, Kobe White's minutes because he's been getting 27-28 a, a night off the bench, and that's not its not the greatest. He's not like this must-roster type player, but it is uh, relatively appealing on most nights to be a points and three streamer, while Thad Young continues to start but plays like 24-25 minutes, which is a bit frustrating. He still remains a must-roster player, but we just hope for a little bit more in playing time there, and his minutes were yeah, taken a little bit on Sunday by Daniel Tice. For the Grizzlies, Kyle Anderson, it is really benefiting Anderson having no uh, Justice Winslow, who is, I'd say, unlikely to play on Monday. Anderson continues to put up good numbers, so let's watch him do that. Well, Ja Morant, um, working on a pretty solid game at the time of me recording this here against the Pacers uh, with some steals, scoring well. He's getting things a little bit back on track, but free throw percentage remains a little bit wonky for Ja. The Rockets and the Suns. John Wall's two games since returning from that long absence have been amazing. High efficiency, high usage, good assist numbers, good steals. I wonder if he can go for three from three. Let's hope he can if you do have John Wall. He's claiming that he wants to play through to the end of the season because he hates people talking about the shutdowns and surgeries. I still don't think he's going to be playing in in a ton of games down the stretch here, but who knows? Well, Christian Wood has been decidedly average since returning from his ankle injury. Can't hit free throws this season. Block shots have been down. Someone asked me if he's a droppable player. He's not, but the value is nowhere near what it was to begin the season. Well, for the Suns, Mikhail Bridges... He's very up and down in his production. We're not dropping him at all, but I love watching him play. I want to see yeah, who he defends and how he how he goes about that. I like to see a bit more development in terms of his offensive game, especially his passing. But he's been he's been uh, pretty good for most of this season. Well, DeAndre Ayton has been in a nice little hot streaker of form, which is impressive. Um, I'd like to see how he goes against Wood. I think he'll have a pretty successful run against Christian Wood, who, despite the block numbers in general, uh, is not a particularly good defender. The Nuggets and the Warriors, embarrassing stuff for Denver on Sunday. Monty Morris and the bench were particularly horrible. Will the headmaster play? We don't know. What will Morris's role be? He's been outplayed by Faku Kampatso in the last couple of games. So Morris's value, even as a streamer, is pretty low. Well, Aaron Gordon, I do not believe that he's a must-roster player. I've said this for a while. Um, he is just not getting any sort of touches. Field goal percentage can be up, but if you're not touching the ball, if you're not taking shots, it doesn't really matter. I do not think that holding on to Aaron Gordon in 12-team leagues is going to be the best move in most cases. Well, the Warriors, they won't have James Wiseman, who's out for the season, likely with a meniscus injury. So Kevon Looney should start. Now, Looney is not anything more than a 16-team league guy because he can't play 30 minutes a night. 24 max, I would say, for Looney. It increases the value of someone like Juan Toscano-Anderson as well. Not to 12-team league value, but at least for deeper leagues there. And then with Kelly Oubre out, Kent Bazemore should get another start. And if you are looking for some defensive stats, Bazemore can bring that. He can score a little bit too. But it's really steals, hitting some threes. That's where Bazemore really shines. Stream options. We're looking at Bazemore, looking at Bruce Brown, Royce O'Neal with those other guys out there in Utah. DeAndre Jordan, maybe. Uh, Nick Claxton you could throw in there as well. And then Naz Reed, who's putting up some big numbers in limited minutes. Well, for points leagues, Jaden McDaniels, Bruce Brown, Kent Bazemore, Cole Anthony, and Mo Bamba could be options for you. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and subscribe on YouTube. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the notification bell. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. See ya.